That's really low. I like I'm I'm with Eric. I was worried. Still am. Worried about what? Harsh. Yeah, Lamar more rushing attempts than completed passes yesterday. That's that's tough. Mm-hmm. So he did get a running back in return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can still make Lamar running back jokes, but we can't make let Russ cook jokes. When have we ever stopped you from making that Russ Cook jokes? Brandon, just can't ask for a moratorium on (laughs) On Twitter. That's just like recycled Twitter jokes. Yeah, Kevin, if you want to describe some food on the podcast at any time, that's fine. All right. Hello and welcome back. This is episode 25 of the SSFL podcast. Uh, Eric's so deep in his despair that we've had to call up a ringer, uh, Brandon Murray. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Big fan of the show. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. Uh, First time, long time. (laughs) First time, long time indeed. (laughs) I gotta say, shout out to the talent booker for booking me on a week where I'm coming off a win. Haven't had many of those this year. (laughs) We definitely lined it up. We're going to need that because uh, it's going to get real dark here. Uh, Tony, what's it like losing this much? Uh, well, come back to me. <laughs> uh, Kevin, your Bears won. You did not come close. Um, maybe not the tightest end of the week. Nice. That's fair. Um, yeah, is what it is. I'm somewhere in the middle on the morale scale, I think, on the pod, though. So it's nice to just blend in amongst the trees. It's a real, real um, spread out middle here. Hey, uh, I'm flying high. Six and one. Thank you very much. Uh, Eric has moved to India and Tony <laughs> doesn't even want to talk about it after doing nothing but talk for two seasons. Yeah, I mean, hold on. Um. I think I identify most emotionally and physically. <clears throat> that was not... up. It's a nice touch. <laughs> it's a nice touch. And physically, actually, with this man who I'm about to quote. Head coach of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, said, I'm frustrating from losing. You don't like to lose games, you know. But I'm not down. I'm not losing confidence, and I'm not going to go hide in the corner. And that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Nothing says I'm not down like violin tracks. So, All you yeah. can do is control what you can control, which includes putting up like the first or second most points for. And making the right roster moves. And you just gotta hope that, you know, things break your way. It'll happen. Maybe. Or maybe Kyle will go 6-1. and one with, uh, Now he's finally forced not to start Matt Ryan. Um, is that a blessing in disguise, TM? Oof. Oh boy. That's uh Oh yeah, we got a Colts fan here. Let's, let's <laughs> dig into that a little bit. I don't know if I'm just jaded because I'm not having fun as a sports fan right now, but has the NFL season not been pretty disappointing? Like there's not really a lot of good stories. Like I guess the Jets and the Giants are are decent stories, but a lot of just real disappointments, fantasy scoring's down. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a rough year. I don't know. Like like just as a the football season as a whole. I don't know. Feels like there's been more downs than ups, I guess is the general feel I get. Yeah, tough week for Kyle, too. You know, the Matt Ryan news today, of course, he doesn't really have a second quarterback. I mean, I guess Jacoby Brissett for maybe a few more weeks, um, but Dobbins is on the mm-hmm. IR, the dead football elf. Pretty good. <laughs> um, DJ Chark, not that he was starting him, but on IR. Uh, yeah, tough little week. Well, the reason he doesn't have a second quarterback is because uh, your brother is hoarding three middling quarterbacks. Can we get some insight into what he's planning? Apparently he was trying to deal one to Tyler all weekend. Uh, or all week, rather. All week. And then Tyler wasn't getting back to him. And I played Tyler this week, so I was checking his, his lineup 
pretty frequently. And I, you know, that false sense of security, like, oh, I'm projected for a big, big win this week. And then you look, it's like, oh, he's got an empty at quarterback and an empty at tight end. <laughs> oh, this actually might be closer than I, than, than initially anticipated. But, um, yeah, having DeAndre Swift inactive the week that midnight's come out, that's a tough, tough break. Uh, <laughs> We cut the um, bangs. <laughs> but then uh but then justin's like yeah i sent him a bunch of trade requests and then i went to bed saturday night he still had empty and a quarterback and tight end and then i wake up in the morning and see he just picked up a, like a quarterback and a tight end. he's like dude just tell me to fuck off at that point if you don't want my trade <laughs> i uh fully believe that tyler just didn't see them or forgot to look at them um although like murray and Justin Murray and Tyler training. Okay, has to be like- t- time out because Jay had offered me uh, a trade for Tua like the, on like Saturday night or Sunday morning. Um, and I said no. And then, or no, he offered me a different trade and I said, I'll do it for Tua because he actually wanted to give me golf. And I didn't hear back from him until tonight. And he said, oh my God, I had my phone on do not disturb. And so I didn't get any notifications. He said that he had been sourcing out, quote, sourcing out a couple offers for a quarterback, but then his phone was on do not disturb mode. So he didn't get any replies until after the week had happened. Well, that actually checks out because when we were driving home today, uh, his phone must have been on do not disturb. Maybe it was just turned off because I said, oh, yeah, that's tough news about Matt Ryan. He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, he's getting benched for a guy they took in the sixth round. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, come on. Come yeah, back to us, James Jay. Robinson got traded. What? <laughs> oh, and Harsh, Harsh sent me a very, hold on. I got to read this um, quote about four minutes after the James Robinson news dropped i get i hate this i have the worst luck this year and then in all caps like worst (laughs) (laughs) absolute horseshit of a year can't catch a break so that's a little insight (laughs) into how harsh is feeling maybe he'll rethink his tone next draft (laughs) (laughs) this is karma for uh how much uh, pain and suffering he caused kenny all those close wins, almost as far out of reach as those beers at his feet. <laughs> he must not have hated it too much, though. He's like he's around having the the honor of doing it again this year. Yeah, we got a couple contenders um, pretty early, yeah. so we'll see. It's going to be extra interesting if we're in Vegas. Well, I was going to go in, get a whole intro song and everything for this, but uh, I ran out of time, so we'll fix it in post, or more realistically not. But I finally got around to doing some SSFL multiverse, uh, looking at the first six weeks of our season and figuring out who could have gone 0-6 and didn't, who could have gone 6-0 and and hasn't, and where everyone, air quotes, should be. One thing that I found interesting right off the bat is that there was a week where Kenny and Shar would have tied. In week six, six they scored the exact same amount of points. I think that's the first time ever that I've noticed that like there was a potential tie. That is kind of interesting, actually. Have we never had a tie? Well, this, yeah, I don't think we've ever had like an actual recorded like tie. I find that hard to believe. Right. Coming from a league that didn't switch to fractional points until after the pandemic, you do not want ties. <laughs> <laughs> that's well. That's the thing is it fucked up all my data where I had a bunch of people with only five games on record, and it's like, what is going on? And then I realized it's because Kenny and Shara would have tied a whole bunch of times. Oh. So starting off the interesting points, uh, only four teams have no zero and six records. Hmm. Me and Kevin are the easy ones. Uh, the other two, probably what? not who you expect. Why Why are you guys the easy ones? Because I'm my team is good. Okay. And by that logic, so is mine. Uh, really, different records, though. Really all that means is that you had um, like at least one week where you scored no. the most points in the league. Hey, you don't need to math-splain it to us. No, okay? I've, just, I've never had the lowest scoring 
week. Oh, you never had the lowest score. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Right, because okay. then I would yeah. have lost. Especially incorrectly maths, explain it. <laughs> is James one of them? He is. Very good. The working man. And the other one uh, is a little funny to me. It's Eric. Wait, these oh, are teams no. that sh- could have gone 6-0? and oh? No, no. These are teams that could not have gone 0-6. Oh, and six. oh, okay. Huh. That's a tough one, especially with the Brees Hall news. That that stings. Yeah, he's just breezing through ACLs right now. It's uh, it's tough. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, I feel pretty good. On Six the, and one. <laughs> on the flip side, uh, Eric also could never have gone six and zero, oh, along mm. with a bunch of other teams. I don't know how interesting that is. That is. Um, I think actually the most interesting thing is that one person is like two or three times has yeah has twice as many six and zero records as the next highest person. Any guesses? Any? No, it's Tony. So maybe Wait, just maybe. Say that again. Sorry. You have twice as many six and zero like multiverses as anyone else. Okay, that okay that tracks because when you said. I was going. The reason I asked you to repeat that because I was going back and looking when he said that. So there's potential for me to go zero and six, and I was like, that feels strange. But it's because I've never actually scored the most points in a week, which makes sense. I've been like second and third a bunch of times, which tracks with like having the most six and zero potential. Because yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes me sad, but you know, also gives me hope. Gives me hope. Yeah, um, I think like. The interesting thing here that like isn't very good podcasting is looking at like what the distribution of people's like one and five, two and four, three and three, four and two records are, where you kind of get this like curve where the highest point is like, you know, what the most likely record for you is. Um, and it is good to see like I'm the highest and then James is actually second highest with the most four and twos. And then everyone else's like highest is kind of back further than that. Hmm. Um, hmm. yeah I don't know like obviously like it's kind of fun to look at the multiverse and anything but like we talked about last week like the fun of fantasy football is that it's all just a crapshoot and sometimes you get really lucky and sometimes you don't um, so, but it is interesting wh- to see so James is 3-3 uh, three and three right now did he win this week? Uh, he did not no, he lost to Kyle. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, <laughs> of course. So but he's like, going to be three and four, but realistically, probably should be like a five and two type team, or maybe at least a four and three team. Yeah, him and Kevin have the most four and twos, mm. and I'm just mm-hmm. slightly behind that. Mm. Uh, I have the most five and ones, hmm. but I have the most six and O's. Yeah. Well, that's all that really matters. Well. I mean, except in the this multiverse where you're three and four. <laughs> I want a different one. <laughs> there does seem to be a big, like after this week, there's going to be a big kind of mishmash of records. Like, you know, have your a couple one sixes, two and fives, but like the three and four, four and three, like everyone kind of feels like, for most teams anywhere, are still in striking distance. And yep. I, I think that's exciting because if that continues, then week 14 could be real spicy. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is only our second week with buys, too. I think buys really do add a lot more, like, anyone can win. Totally. Like, weird dynamics to it. Yeah. Oh, there he is from the pit of despair. Yeah, speaking of good stories, the, the one thing that he does have is that the Eagles are the only undefeated team. We completely missed that as, like, good <laughs> football narratives. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone really believe it, though? I mean, have you seen the quarterbacks they're playing for the rest of the year? Yeah, they look pretty no, good. No, I like. I know. I believe the reality that we are in that they are six and zero. But does anyone be- like actually believe it? I mean, I can't wait for them to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Okay. I'm not sure if that if that city can handle series baseball team and an undefeated football team. They're gonna have to lose <laughs> so many polls. Did you see that? Before the Phillies game, they're out there just like rubbing grease on all the telephone poles so people can't climb them. Wow, that's something else. 
Only, city, only city of brother, brotherly love. <laughs> it just reminds me, do you guys remember that viral video that was going around when the Eagles won the Super Bowl down in the subway when that guy was like running alongside the train and he ran face first <laughs> in that bowl? I, I do remember I that do. quite clearly. <laughs> well, we've got our episode uh, picture for the night. Thank you for that. I'm going to go find that frame. Um, we should uh, check in on Eric. He was having some computer troubles, but... Um, what a what a roller coaster of emotions for you, Eric, tonight. Um, walk walk us through it. Thank you for the background music. I'll uh, take you back a little bit. Actually, we're gonna go back an extra forty eight hours here. I uh, I went to Vancouver for the weekend. Say at Tyler's place, we went to the Canucks home opener. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's some which, sad music. Good choice. Speaking of running face first into a pole. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, Anyway, so I was texting back and forth with Justin during the game, trying to make a trade for Tua. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Because <laughs> I didn't really have a lot of quarterback options. Uh, I'm sure it won't surprise you, Justin was a little slow with the responses. <laughs> didn't get anything that night. So uh stayed up pretty late. Mine and Tyler's uh, NHL 2022 best of seven went the distance. So I didn't get to bed until about three o'clock in the morning when he scored a really chintzy third period goal on me late in game six um so i i wake up a little bit late i'll say i woke up at 10:02 a.m right before right after marcus mariota had locked in my starting lineup to see that i had a very reasonable trade offer from justin sitting there of melvin gordon for two Tagovailoa. uh but it was too late for me to pull the trigger on that now because uh games had started so i just figured like okay well let's hope that doesn't come back to bite me i'm sure it'll be fine you could have pulled um, that you could have stolen it from him stash sharp but my lineup had already locked in, is what I'm saying. I couldn't have started him this week. Give, give me my guy back, so. sure. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, morning goes through. Uh, I have some pretty good performances from my guys. Like, not amazing, but, you know, for my team, is solid. Uh, about, like, 1.30 in the afternoon, I'm getting ready to leave. Brees Hall rips off a 62-yard touchdown. I'm feeling really good. Sleepers got me at, like, a 78% chance to win. Then I get in the car, I drive to Tawasin, an hour later I look at my phone, I'm staring down a three-sailing weight, I've got JJ, Frankie, JJ just pumping me in the afternoon games, and Brees Hall's done for the year. So, uh, cut to Monday night, I need 14 points from Jacoby Myers, which is not that tall of an order, he's done it in, 15 or in 50% of his games this year, should be fine, he scores a pretty ridiculous touchdown in the first half. And then Bailey Zappi dumps it off to Ramondre Stevenson for the next three hours, and that's game. Uh, just checking back in on the Tua Tagovailoa thing, I lost by like 3.2. Tua scored 3.8 more than Marcus Mariota did. So, set your alarms. At the end of the day, though, I think uh, the Brees Hall ACL, like, I think you kind of have to look at it as a blessing. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. Because... <laughs> If you look at it, like, he was really starting to establish himself as, like, a clear stud number one in his position. That just doesn't really go with the vibe I'm trying to create on the team. <laughs> and so getting him out of the way really allows me to, uh, you know, keep things tight, keep the locker room in order. Keep a big number two. Mm -hmm. Sorry for putting you on the block, Melvin. You're off now. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> It's, it's funny you say that because I was looking through um, for some Tinker Stinkers beforehand and like everyone kind of blew everyone else out. Tony's game was kind of close, but like his entire team is on by. I guess you could say that, you know, starting Kyle Pitts continues to be starting Kyle Pitts. I mean, yeah. And uh, Chuba Hubbard ended up like scoring points, but like, are you starting Chuba Hubbard? Who has him? Sorry, Eric. Yeah, it's tough, yeah, tough because, one. like, yeah, he scored 15 points and he looked good. He had like seven point yard something yards per carry, but Dante Foreman also looked equally good and got more work. So going into another week, like, they're Shuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman are not going to combine for 40 fences. Yeah, and and also yeah, extra yeah. tough because they're playing the Buccaneers defense, who like is historically very good against the run, but then all of a sudden they just had an absolute meltdown and. Uh, it's no way you could predict that. Yeah, it was a very weird game. And, like, I think it gets overstated a little bit because 
I think those divisional games are always tougher. Like they just know each other so well, but just the way that Carolina was selling out to stop the run, they just had like no respect for the deep ball from Tampa. I guess, I guess when Mike Evans drops a perfectly thrown ball (laughs) with no one within a country mile of them, it's like, Oh, maybe we can just let them do that. Yeah. I mean, Kevin was complaining about Tom Brady during the, the weekend. So Kevin, what do you, what are your thoughts? It just looked bad. Like all of it looks so sad and I don't know, very un Tom Brady. Like I can't believe it was the fucking Panthers. Like three days ago, they traded their best player and then he went tw- like football's so weird, man. Like that one play that Evans dropped would have been the most points they scored all day from then on, but you didn't know it at the time. You can and... try and uh, make a trade with Justin for Tua. If you no, apparently it sounds fruitless. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'll text Brandon when they're both at the office so he can walk over and hit him or something. But... Yeah, I mean, I thought I was feeling really good about my Panthers sacks prop. Uh, it looked like they were kind of running train on the Bucks, and they still only managed to get one sack. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm a loser. Brandon, how are you feeling overall? I know you might have already covered this, but you're on a bit of a comeback right now. Big week. Does it feel like an upswing or does it feel like a blip? It, you know, it's tough to say. It really is because, I mean, my team, Aaron Jones is a very apt like a description of my team because like he'll go out and and score four points but then he'll have those big huge like 30 and 24 weeks and uh, i don't know i feel like i finally just ripped the band-aid off and got rid of chase edmonds or at least benched him because <clears throat> uh, i was making a lot of really terrible decisions so you know we're just going to roll with this lineup for a bit and you know see what happens found a formula that works going to stick to it good team yeah. chemistry justin made a comment that I thought I've been thinking a lot about where it's like with scoring down the, like the, the big leaders uh, by position, like the guys that are scoring, and this is, I mean, I'm a stupid comment, I guess now they say it out loud, but the guys that have the the really big weeks are carrying teams right now. Hmm. And there seems to be fewer of those guys around this year, if that makes sense. I totally agree. I was actually thinking about this today because I'm in like a just a family and friends like eight team league with Brendan, and I, I keep getting dunked on by giant weeks. But like my team is just like to Eric to quote Eric is just a large number two. It's just like a bunch of 12, 13 point players, and I I don't know what to do. I'm like no matter who I start, it's just like the same like 100 points, and um, I just can't. Yeah, so I 100 percent um, agree with that. It feels like those like top tier players are just like the separators and there's just fewer of them this year. I think mm-hmm. Bryn, uh, mm-hmm. is in this league as well. And I think she drafted like a really good team and is one in five and has just got like dunked on every single week. And it's so funny. I feel so bad. She's just like, what is this? This is so dumb. Yeah. yeah if you don't have like, crown. if you don't have, especially in eight teams, it, it like, it exaggerates that where if you don't have like, one of those top two or three scorers at the position, you just feel like, what am I even doing here? Like, it's like, I have Joe Mixon and it's like, Oh great. He like had 50 yards and a touchdown. Whoop de do like that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. I think in general, there's just like a larger mushy middle mm-hmm, this year mm-hmm. though, than there has been in the past. Yeah, I agree. And quarterback has been a strange position this year too. Super strange. Because I feel like most years, especially in this league, like if you have good running backs, you're in a position of strength. Uh, there always seems to be a shortage of running backs, but now it feels like everyone's trying to trade running backs. Like there's no receivers out there. There's zero quarterbacks out there. There's no tight ends because someone took two. <laughs> I think uh, I think the running backs are less predictable this year too. Or there's like a bunch of weird shit happening where like someone like CMC's value has gone up and down and up and down or Derrick Henry, who last year was just like an absolute monster and has like been pretty quiet this year. Uh, he's been, he's been really freaking good. He's still really good, but like, we don't talk about him nearly as much as we did last year. Yeah. He has not been the same for sure. Or like Jonathan Taylor, who's like been out, he sat out a game. Like he's just kind of all over the place. Like it's, um, you know, like, who would have thought that like Kenneth Walker is going to end up being like, if he continues anywhere near what he's doing right now, like a very good running back or Travis Etienne, 
Yeah. Okay. That felt shoehorned in there. <laughs> or like CMC getting traded to a team that doesn't hate him. Yeah. We can all be so lucky. The guy that's really surprising me is Josh Jacobs. Because yeah, I remember, I, uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but he played in the Hall of Fame game. And then there was a bunch of questions like, is he even going to be on the roster? Like, mm-hmm. no, no, like, good NFL player plays in that game. That's where all the scrubs go to play. Uh, but there he was out there getting like 12 carries in a mean nothing game. But he's it's, been really, really good. It's uh, whether you believe it or not, going to reinforce the whole like contract year narrative for sure because they didn't pick up his fifth year option and so you could argue that he came in and was like extra motivated or whatever but um he's gonna get paid he's gonna get paid as a running back i think if he keeps playing this way it'll be interesting actually to see where he goes yeah i'm sure that'll go well for whoever does that (laughs) he's super young still too right he's like 24 years old or something yep also like saquon is you know i don't think there was any doubt whether he was like a incredibly gifted football player but like you know he wasn't one of the first names off the board this year mm-hmm. he was kind of medium last year and is like rb3 right now yeah and like totally you know i think that there might be a little bit of like a there was a weird first two weeks and then things are normalizing now because there's a lot of the top running backs if you sort by average points that started really bad and had then have been stud since then austin eckler had two shit weeks three shit weeks and then has been a stud Josh Jacobs had like two or three mediocre weeks and then has been incredible. Derrick Henry had two weak weeks and has been really good after that. Brees Hall took a couple weeks to get going. Damian Pierce took a few weeks to get He's going. He's going to drop like, off. There's a lot of guys. He's going to drop Bree- off, Damian Brees Pierce. Hall, I think. Okay. Hold <laughs> take, Kevin. <laughs> I like like this Chubb guy. I told you guys he was good at the start of the year. You didn't believe me and like, look where we are now. Yeah, it's. I don't think we overthink these things, but like with Saquon, I think we all like. In, after his rookie year, everyone agreed that he was like a superstar. Um, and then his second year, he he actually missed three games, but I, I feel like he missed a lot more that year. But I think it was the ankle. Mm-hmm. He tears his ACL in his third year, and then um, as the uh, the featured player on the greatest team in SFL history, he just has a really disappointing year <laughs> last season. And like, it's not that far removed from him being a really, really good player, but I think, I don't know, time, time goes quickly in the NFL and you forget like that guy was, was ripping off huge games every week, not that long ago, but I don't know, maybe it's just when you're investing a high pick in a guy, you're like, well, I don't want to get that again. I don't want to be serving beers to, to Harsh when he's sitting at his feet. I still can't get over that. <laughs> I, I think that there's a little bit with Saquon, though, of like the narrative plays in there where the second year, even though you're saying, yes, if you look at it objectively now, it looks fine. But in that second year, everybody was down on him for the entire year because they took him with the number one overall pick and he missed four out of the first six weeks and then like was like 12, 15, 12 for the next few. And then isn't until like fantasy playoffs that he like pops for 40 at the point when everyone's like, the team that owned him probably missed at that point. Mm. So like going into the next season, people are still down on him, even though he was objectively good just because he didn't return value on what the expectation was. So then it feels like there was three years of bad and one year of good, even when it was more like two. And two. Yeah, that's a good point. And if you had him that year, you might not have made it to the finals. But if you did, he had 22 carries for 189, a touchdown, four receptions for 90 and a touchdown. That's pretty good. <laughs> Wow. Without looking, can you tell me who the number one wide receiver is right now? Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Got to be Stephon Diggs, yeah. I thought going into this year, I think I was like, I said this at the start and someone was like, no, it's less obvious than that. But I thought it was like a pretty clear, like, Cup, Jefferson, no one, and then everyone else, like a step below them. And like, it is not shaken out that way at all. I would say it has other than stefan diggs i mean hill and chase are above jefferson right now yeah that jefferson is, has uh, by. Jefferson by, has by yeah so um yeah. but they're all close. i think the takeaway with waters yes yeah i think the takeaway with wide receivers is if you draft one of the top six you're super yeah, happy totally. and after that it's been a total crap shoot. Mm-hmm. yeah they're pretty safe um jamar chase is coming back right? he is yeah he's been really good the last two weeks that offense looks like it's really starting to figure it out. How, hey, Burrow's how, really clicking. How nervous were you when you saw him like limping and shaking his knee out after that route? 
not great. That not I great. was just like, like, no way. It's one of those things where like you can tell he's kind of like, no, I'm okay, I'm gonna be all right. And I'm like, ah, are you though? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, is he just putting on a brave face or yeah? Oh boy. Yeah, it it, it didn't look good because I mean they called it non-contact and it was kind of non-contact, but yeah, anytime it's a situation like that where he doesn't take a big hit or anything like that and he comes up uh, limping, it's never a good sign. But what what was the injury? Did he just cramp or like? I thought it was like a turf thing. Oh okay, yeah. It kind of just looked like he like, either like came down on him funny or his like ankle kind of caught. God, that artificial turf is just an absolute killer. I can't believe they play on that. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? Do we want to get into some prop bets? I wasn't here when you started, but did you guys already discuss? I'm assuming you already discussed Anthony's like first four or four losses in a row. Um, yeah, he, Which, he had a whole pity party. I mean, if you want to hammer it more, it's it's all good fun for me. I'm just wondering, like, I'd like to if, you ask, if you ask the obvious question of, is he washed? Well, I mean, it's almost too obvious. Like, I think it's clear that, like, the first three weeks of the season, he was on paternity leave. Suddenly, he has to go back to work. Life is too much for him. Now he loses four in a row. Is that fair to say? Is that good analysis? It might be a little too on the nose, which is why nobody actually mentioned it. <laughs> are you guys done? Or? Are we done <laughs> after what you put us through last year? Not a chance. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Kyle instead? Can we take pot shots at Kyle? I mean, we His can. His team's a joke. His but... team's an absolute <laughs> joke. I, I, he's in a really interesting position because... Uh, where is his team? Here it is. We talked about his quarterback situation earlier. Not great. Uh, the Dobbins thing is unfortunate. He's got Diggs, who's been great for him, but like, where did I see it? Bear with me. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, oh, Mitchell, Eli Mitchell. Like, I, he, that was looking like you know, there's a solid RB two that'll be come back for him. But be interesting to see how San Fran uses him with McCaffrey now. Yeah, I'd be very limited. I don't know if he'll be like startable, maybe as like a flex in some weeks, but no way. You don't trade for McCaffrey to give him thirty percent of your snaps to that dingle hopper, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) He went to Stanford, so you know he's gonna pick up those plays real fast. (laughs) It's it's just an it's an interesting situation for him to be in. Like I think this week was a low key tough week for him. Yeah, well, but his opponent scored seventy-two points, so you know, if that's if that's your low-key tough week, then must be nice. <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs> right, right. But I'm, I mean, more from a standpoint of like, uh, where is it? Um, like, like Matt Ryan going out potentially forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's never Dob- Dobbins hurt. Mitchell basically losing his job. Dude, Hines had a nice die. week, but like I don't know how much you can rely on Hines to do that week after week, especially with the quarterback change. Uh, yeah, but yeah. so we'll see. Like Kyle, you know, notoriously doesn't make a lot of trades in his, during the season. Kind of just rides with his draft for better or for worse. Um, he's got a nice buffer, but six wins doesn't get you into the playoffs. So you need at least seven, most likely. There are also zero quarterbacks on on waivers. I know. It's brutal. (laughs) Justin Murray. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's always Russell Wilson, but he could return in week eight, I see. Oh, God. Uh, Someone's going to might be forced into playing him. Is that a weekly segment on this show yet? The bash Russell Wilson? I mean, no, really they made it made a sport of it with Aaron Rodgers last year, but passed on uh, Russell Wilson this year because it was too much, and yeah, they feel well, bad for him because it's piling on. Yeah, well, at least the subway commercials are cool. <laughs> I didn't ever clue into what the sandwich was, but the fact that it's like dangerous because it's got spicy mayo and fucking banana peppers is just like it's too much. It's too much. Well, Brendan, yeah. have you never done anything dangerous before? Um. I don't know what's dangerous. I've had banana peppers and jalapenos. Starting like, Russell Wilson in fantasy—that's dangerous. I 
I've definitely served my Russell Wilson time and got out. I, had a- I will say, like, we can collectively just, like, as a football community, stop with the let Russ cook jokes on Twitter. Like, it's we're going to week eight. We've heard them all by now. Like, I don't Thank need to go you. on Twitter and see a picture of, oh, let Russ cook. And it's like hot dogs and a bowl of cereal. Like, we get it. You're the 19th person to do that this week. This is Thank this you. is why we bring guests on for. I don't know about like that. that. I, okay, go ahead, just, Kevin. Russ's thing is slogans. He says the same shit for six years, but he plays poorly for eight weeks, and people can't make fun of it. Please, you can make fun of it, but like, let's let's be creative here. Can we come up with a new oh, joke yeah. rather yeah. than just like questionable pictures of food oh, for yeah. two months? Go, go Hawks! Really came out of a fucking think tank. Please. <laughs> no, no, no! Like just because. Yeah, why do we have to lower ourselves to yeah, his level? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, now we're lowering ourselves to his level, suggesting that it's okay. All right, yes. as long as we're aware of the difference. I think that we have spent a fair amount of time hammering on Russ and the dog shit, everything that he does, and his stupid finger injury, and let's ride. I mean, how many Yeah, times... you guys have really flipped your tone in the last 12 months. I'll give you that. Well, every time we mention Aaron Rodgers, you get so your panties in such a big knot that we can't like do anything else <laughs> until you one-knot them. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Here's another guy who looks absolutely <laughs> washed. My goodness. Are Russ... Brady and uh, Rogers just gonna like take a yacht to Bali after this, or like what are they gonna do? Go to ayahuasca somewhere. <laughs> I don't think you could pay Aaron Rodgers enough money to spend time with Russell Wilson. I don't think Russell. I completely I don't think Russell Wilson has even ever seen weed. There's a reality show I would watch. Yeah, yeah that would be fucking funny. <laughs> and then they bring Aaron Rodgers' family on as a twist. Uh, where's so Russ is the 22nd quarterback on the season right now. I had some people uh, inquiring about Jimmy G and, uh, you know, was willing to entertain the offers, went and looked at who I might be able to replace him with and went, nah, never mind. God, that feels I'll so wait. bad trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that the state of quarterback? Oh, man. It's bad. It is really bad <laughs> and right you know now. what the, the, the crazy thing is that, like, that is why Harsh wanted Lamar Jackson, but like sneakily, Lamar has not been good after his first three weeks. Like he's actually been yeah, like, those two kind of huge bad. forty weeks. He cost me a couple of weeks by being like not good. Like eighteen points is just not going to cut it. Like we're actually going to have to edit this part out because you're legally not allowed to criticize Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure if you heard. <laughs> yes, I have my ally. Thank you. <laughs> For the record, Anthony, he also won you two weeks. So if you're going to use that logic, I'd yeah. apply it to that one. Especially if you. I would also say you're giving Harsh way too much credit saying it was sneaky that he hasn't been good. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. No, we should talk about the trade. How have we not talked about it? Because it happened at a weird time. That's why. Uh, yeah. Just before the weekend. But go ahead. Discuss. I want it. Go ahead. Discuss. Do you want to lay it out for us? Uh, I traded Lamar Jackson and Amari Cooper for uh, Christian McCaffrey and James Robinson. I have been trading with the wrong people my entire SSFL career. Mm, like Tony? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah big mistake. Yeah. Always a mistake. I still don't think my trade is as egregious as Harsh's. No, it's not. It's not. But I just like again. You can't lower yourself to those levels. <laughs> no, but the series of like ridiculous shit that has happened to ATN to get to where he is is just like all right, fine. And like I didn't know that you could just like give Harsh what, one and thing? Andy and Amari Cooper for CMC. What's the laundry list of things that isn't like topped with being a better football player than James Robinson? Is like the the laundry list of things that got there. You got Robinson got traded today. Yeah. Got traded. This one thing going to book of Mike. I sat there for five weeks and watched him do absolutely nothing. Okay. That's fair. Cooper's been pretty good too. He's receiver, plays 13 in standard. Also, 11 yeah. DPR. You know what? I want to actually get back to this about Anthony making his shitty narrative that like Cooper and or ATN and Wilson were like the main part of that trade. That was not the headliner of our trade. <laughs> that is some. That is some false narrative. Yeah. Oh, we've never done that on this podcast before, so that is the first. Well, I'm calling you out on your bullshit. Yeah, Can no, you're you right. wanted to show I, up. I am purposely framing it as Wilson for ETN. <laughs> totally. I mean, I think that says enough. And it's also not the trade we're talking about right now. Um, 
I really want to, we should get Harsh to call in next time, because I'm curious, uh, after CMC has another week with the playbook, what he thinks. It was before the trade, though, right? Uh, yeah. What do you... Like before the James Robinson trade. Yeah. That's right. But after the, the trade to the San Francisco, right? trade. It yeah. was after the San Francisco trade. That's the one I meant. I realized now that oh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, this is the part that just I don't fucking get, is like, Harsh goes all in all summer saying, CMC, please hurt me again. I'm ready to be hurt. And posting 9,000 CMC memes as if he's like, you know, going to hold CMC till death do us part. And then CMC is actually like decent for the first few weeks and then gets traded to arguably the best rushing offense in the NFL for CMC to be a part of. And then he trades him for a quarterback. Like, I don't, I don't just don't get it. I think it's pretty low of Anthony to target harsh when he's clearly not doing okay. That's really low. I like. I'm. I'm with Eric. I was worried. Still am. Worried about what? Harsh. Yeah, Lamar more rushing attempts than completed passes yesterday. That's that's tough. Mm. So he did get a running back in return. <laughs> oh, we can still make Lamar running back jokes, but we can't make let Russ cook jokes. When have oh, we ever stopped oh. you from making let Russ cook jokes? Brandon just can't ask for a moratorium on, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. That's just like retor- recycled Twitter jokes. Uh, yeah, Kevin, okay. if you want to describe some food on the podcast at any time, that's fine. <laughs> right. If you want to come on the pod right. and just dunk on Russell, like I'm, all, I'm yeah. here for it. Um, the truth is that uh, it was a little bit of a like a a good situation for me to make that trade because Harsh really needed to win this week. And he didn't, but like the the thought process that he was going through is that he couldn't afford to lose CMC this week, and so he want, he thought that like Lamar Jackson and Amari Cooper this week would give him like more points than CMC, but Lamar Jackson kind of sucked, and Cooper was just okay, and then he lost anyway, um, and then such is life. I have Christian McCaffrey, so. Hmm. So, at what point do you really need to win? Where it won't be okay for you to make that trade. What do you mean? Next week? Like three and five is when you'll be regretting it because you really need to win now and well, I mean, I, do some players. I and... already made the trade. Um, like you're setting it up as if you're like five and two and like just taking pity on Harsh because he really needed a win. And I thought it. Favor, I thought it. Like you really needed a win too. Uh, I don't think at three and three I really needed to win. And actually it turned out better for me because Daniel Jones outscored Lamar Jackson by 20 points. And Wandale Robinson was the equivalent of Amari Cooper, and McCaffrey was serviceable. So I did everything correct and just ran into another big week for my opponent. So it is what it is, but moving forward. That, that is yeah. fair. I, like, those first like two touches he had against the Chiefs, Like it's just like, okay, we're going to point you at the B-gap, and you run through everyone. <laughs> like It's not rocket surgery. Like I, I don't know. I I, I actually was surprised he didn't get more work the way they came out and used them. I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. can't you call those plays again? Like I know coaches have in the NFL this thing where you're like not allowed to call the same play like more than two times in a game. But when he runs for eleven yards, maybe it's okay. But I don't know. Maybe they had plans, but then the game got out of hand in the fourth quarter, and they're like, that's not like worth putting them in. But I don't know. That's that's actually probably right. I mean, they had like the entire second string on at yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Going back, circling back to the sort of overall conversation of there aren't really good players this year other than a very small handful. If you look at rosters around the league, is there anybody that you'd give more than like a four to one chance at winning the championship right now? Just based on roster construction? Because I look at it and I'm like, I couldn't throw a dart and choose who is going to win this. League. Yeah, uh, 100%. Seems like a lot of parody, for sure. This is fun. I, I like it. Like, I look at, for example, I look at Brendan's team and I see Patrick Mahomes and Austin Eckler. And I'm like, that's an awesome start. And I basically fall asleep after that. <laughs> Waddle might be might bounce back and be really, really good again. And that could save it. But I think that that kind of is reflective of most of the rosters that I look at, like, at best, somebody has two studs. Whereas most years, we have somebody who has like a clear, like, oh, their flex is better than a lot of people starting running back or wide receiver, and I just don't see that out there. 
Yeah, speaking of uh, Mahomes and Eckler, both on bye this week, what is Harsh's tilt level if he loses to Brendan with Mahomes and Eckler on bye? <laughs> well, um, Harsh he did say he was starting to have fun. But yeah. and, and if he gets a Lamar stinker on a, on a Thursday night primetime game, like that's just a recipe for disaster. Oh, boy. It does feel really good. Um, a, sneaking away. No, yeah, it just feels good coming into, like, what should be my worst bye week uh, with, you know, six and one. And I hope I get that. So, speaking of which, I think it's fairly clear now that my goal for the rest of the season is to avoid a prawn league. Okay. Well, so, now- just putting the, league on, putting the league on notice here. If you need to finesse some bye weeks, I'm not really worried about wins for the next seven weeks. So, come talk to me. Like, if you... Brendan, feel like you need a win this week. You're welcome to trade me Patrick Mahomes and Austin Eckler. I can fill you in with some good starters, and you'll win the week. And Kevin, a- any comment on that? On Eric's fire sale? No, I think it's smart. On Eric's playing not to lose? Nothing? You're not going to mention that? Well, he's, he's, me? he's one in six already. That's I mean, there's being realistic, and then there's playing to... <laughs> I think there's a difference. I get your overall point and I take it. I was thinking it, I was thinking it <laughs> earlier. It was, it's, I think there's a difference. If you were one and five and actively not trying, I think that'd be fine. But like, for example, if James decided, Oh, I I'm too close to the bottom. I got, I got to sell out. There's a distinction to me there. Yeah. Like Brendan was playing for a playoff spot in the last week of last year. And but like, like a, a very, yeah, a very backdoor playoff spot and no one is safe from the Bromley. Most I, of I would league. suggest that if you come eight, you realistically should win the prawn league anyways, if your team really is that good. There's some absolute dog shit teams by the end of this year. Well, we thought, we thought Kyle come was on. guaranteed to win a prawn league last year. And then he just like rain a game against Kenny, who <laughs> gets the greatest team in the multiverse. Yeah, that's Kenny's fault. Upset of the that. That's the only reason that happened. Yeah, well, that was me in 2019 or 2020. I think it was 2020 of the year I drafted Saquon. My team was fucking hot garbage. And uh, <laughs> I, I pulled a rabbit out of a hat and somehow Justin went home with it. Oh, oh that's right. The old uh, Murray ball. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, this is a bad team. Nice. Holy shit, my team was bad. Nice. Are you going back and looking at it? <laughs> I, I, I sure am. Uh Philip Rivers at quarterback, his last year with the Colts. Uh, David Johnson with the Texans. David Montgomery back when he was referred to as a broken refrigerator. That was tough. Uh, Marvin Jones when he was on the Lions. Tyler Boyd. Mark Andrews, but that was like before Mark Andrews was Mark Andrews. And some guy named Kiki Kuti. Oh my god, that <laughs> is a bad team. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> But I managed to put up. Where was it? Hey, and I, and Philip Rivers. At Philip Rivers' defense, at least the Colts let him finish the season. <laughs> Kevin, the news is less than twelve hours old. Yeah, that's why it's topical. Um, <laughs> oh, I beat Brendan. Brendan, I beat you in in week fifteen. I somehow somehow pulled out a one thirty six, and then you beat Justin in uh in the last place game. That sounds about right. Wow, close call for Brendan. I had no idea. Yeah, on the back of a 28-point uh, week from David Montgomery. I always believed in that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, a couple close brushes and uh, one actual Bronley. So, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it is worth avoiding. Hmm. We could ask Kenny, though. Maybe he's got a different opinion after this year. <laughs> I think going all the way back to Eric's point is um, that – really this year more than anything feels like a just make the playoffs year um and and anything can happen that's what it feels like so yeah i, I think like there's going to be a lot of teams who are just squeaking by and i wouldn't be surprised if like when we look back um at the three playoff weeks if there's someone in the like someone who just missed the playoffs that's in like the pronley bracket that when you go back and like do a little multiverse action that if they made the playoffs they would have gone on a heater and won feel like that's more than possible this year easy yeah. canucks gms have been fired for saying that before <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah. that's a great point point. and again to that point 
you're staring down a bunch of guys who have some week 14 buys that are going to fuck you over in that tiebreaker week. Ooh, Send them my way. I like that, Eric. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> as I pull up my... Happy to take on your Jonathan Taylors. No problem. As I pull up my phone to see if I have any week 14 buys, because that is actually... <laughs> that is spicy. Spicy. Uh, the Colts are on. The Colts and the Saints. Colts, Falcons, Packers, yeah, Good Saints. thing the Colts oh, have no good players. Kyle Pitts. Oh, and the wow. Commanders. Why is there so many? Now that's a blessing in disguise, Anthony. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Force you to play someone else. Okay, let's do some props. Let's bring it home. Um, so, quick check-in. We alluded to it, but four L's for us uh, last year, last week. Not a good showing. Might might rein it in a little. Maybe take something a little safer this time. Yeah, not taking ties. Yeah, the... I was talking about myself, but uh, yeah. I think yours is reasonable. I, I thought so too, but... I think one of Patrick Mahomes' touchdown passes was one of those like chintzy he pitched it, it half yeah. a yard forward. <laughs> so like... Yeah, it was. To, to be clear, you guys are saying more likely to happen acting like yours did happen and I held us back. No, None I of was, them hit. I was talking okay? about mine. I was talking about my prop. I was I going to Anthony pick something talk. more safe. I thought it was about me. It was, it was about you, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, shoot you're, your shot. You're so. so fucking smart. Get it right. <laughs> okay, um, I got my prop. I don't know what the exact line is now, um, but I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey over receiving yards. Spicy. Okay. I think what do you the think line, the line is going to be? I think it's going to be lower than it should as they adjust to how they're going to use them. But I think the the belief is that they don't throw to the running backs as much as like Carolina did. Um, but I feel like they're going to get him involved throwing the ball. They haven't had a weapon like that, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like lower, like thirty something yards, like 35, 36 mm-hmm. yards. And I think that's an easy over. That was the number I had in my yeah. head too. That's probably where it'll be. Yep. Okay, I'll go. Uh, Najee Harris going up against the Philadelphia Eagles next week. I'm going under rushing yards for Najee Harris. I don't care if it's 23. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to take an under on rushing yards for Lamar as well. I think the Bucs are going to figure their shit out. Brandon? I am going to say Tom Brady does something he's only done once so far this year. He'll be a top eight scoring quarterback this week, and the Bucks are going to beat the Ravens. Say goodnight to his kids. <laughs> Good Lord. Wow. Okay, so I'm not sure being a top top eight quarterback is the thing you can bet. So you're saying your bet is Bucks beat Ravens? Is that the idea? Uh Sure, unless you guys want me to do like a yardage one, I can look nope, something up. You can take the box money line if you'd like. Or are they underdogs? Because you could take the points if you want. They gotta be underdogs. It's in Baltimore, I think. Where is it? No, it's in Tampa. Oh, is it in Tampa? Oh, they might be favorite then. They are two point underdogs. Two point home home underdog? Ooh, that's yeah, that's nice. Ooh, that's a good Thursday game for once. Do you want do you want the points, Brandon? Or are, you, are you feeling extra confident? I'm kind of feeling extra confident here, partly because my NDFL season hinges on it. <laughs> I don't mind that at all because the Ravens, quite frankly, have been, I think, like less than impressive, and traveling on a short week. I don't think the Bucks are as bad, and it's a classic NFL like market correction game when everyone overreacts to one week because it's NFL, and then they come out and like are back to being their baseline Buccaneers. I could see that happening for sure. Their defense has been more surprising. Well, maybe not more than their offense, but <clears throat> like, like you're saying earlier, Tony, like they are historically good against the run and that usually kind of gets them into a positive game flow. I, f- I think. Um, and I just like, they're, they're so talented. I can't believe that's going to continue. And sorry, um, just, I'm, you said Tom Brady top. Um, I said top eight quarterback scoring, but I'll take the over on passing yards, 282 and a half. Uh, 6.30 a.m. means London game, right? 
Yes. Yep. Did someone on Jacksonville's like coaching staff like bang Roger Goodell's wife or something? Like, why are they always in London? <laughs> because they're they don't pull a lot of fans at their home stadium in Jacksonville, and so the team the league can make more money having the fans pay in London. Makes sense. Also, apparently, they've gone to London enough times now that Jacksonville is one of the more popular teams over yeah, there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's funny. It's kind of funny. Yep. Lots of Blake Bortles fans in Westchester. <laughs> Could you imagine being like, "Oh, I'm going to go see a game on their home turf," and like going to Jacksonville for a game? That's <laughs> also be like a real the, culture shock. The Jacksonville Jaguars does not sound like a real sports organization. <laughs> <laughs> And arguably, they haven't been for much of their history, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, yeah, come to Jacksonville and watch a watch a game from a pool. <laughs> oh, it's got to be the filthiest pool, too. Yeah, and it's just like in any market that would be bad, but you pick South Florida to do that. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, I got something I want to talk about. Did you all see uh, Miami just built a new stadium, and the guess the way they did it the sun only hits the away sideline during game time. Mm -hmm. And it's like 20 degrees hotter on the away sideline than the home sideline. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think this should be straight up illegal. Like the NFL should ban. I think it's excellent gamesmanship. I think it's brilliant. It's just like the uh, Canadian Soccer Association finally getting smart and putting their games against Honduras in Commonwealth Stadium in the middle of January. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the advantages you can get. Yeah. Ice Tekka. That feels just like a race to the bottom of, like, how do we fuck with the other teams? I don't know. It used to be way worse, obviously, before they, like, geared it in. Like, the NHL, <clears throat> uh, the Bruins arena was notorious for being slightly smaller. So, like, their rough-and-tumble style and being, like, a little bit slower didn't really matter. Other, other arenas talked about how, like, the boards in Detroit, the corners were a little bit just, like, slightly different. So the way that when the Russians would dump the puck in, they would, like, try and do it a specific way. I love that shit. Like, you should have home – like, home court or home field advantage should mean a little bit. Like, that's one thing I like about baseball that they have, like – I would imagine they have minimums and maximums for depth and that sort of thing. But it's, like, create your own sort of outfield however you want. Right? Yeah, right you have a short portion left if you want. Yeah. yeah, so you, you like the fact that the Yankees can just load up with lefty power bats and hit lob wedges over the right field fence. All the time. <laughs> sure. Why the fuck not? Works great for them in the postseason. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seems it seems like a weird thing to try and like game. But I mean, I it guess is, you're right. But... I guess it's the same thing as the Pack having a game that they play in the snow every year. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. For the record, Kevin, I'm with you. I actually do like that about baseball. I just want to take a shot at Yankee Stadium because it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I, I still need to get my prop in. I'm going to take the uh, Jonathan Taylor over on the carries because they're going to protect the hell out of that rookie quarterback in his first start against the Commanders. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a high number. You know, what? I, I, wh why? Why? was Matt Ryan throwing the ball like 50 plus times. It wasn't, they were close. It was like 13-3 and like 13-6. I don't understand what their game plan was. Brandon, like, am I missing something here? Why, I don't, like every time Red Zone cut, I didn't see a Jonathan Taylor carry. I just saw Matt Ryan like running very slowly and then getting smushed. <laughs> very he's, slowly. He's still got to be hurt. <laughs> They're offensive line is a massive issue and really? it's yeah that's it, been very bad this year they don't a lot of their beat reporters in the offseason are saying they've got a lot of good players but not at premium positions like they've got an elite left guard they've got an elite outside linebacker like those aren't positions that you typically like draft higher or, or like invest a lot in and they they just don't really they're they're a run run oriented team and they don't have a left tackle their right guard's not very good, so like their right tackle had to kick inside. So their offensive line has been really, really bad, and they just can't execute their game plan because of it. Mm -hmm. Like in an ideal world, they want Matt Ryan throwing like twenty to twenty-four passes a game mm -hmm. and running the ball a bunch, and they can't really do either of those things. Hmm. Okay, well that makes sense. Still think you should maybe the reason, maybe the reason he was benched secretly is that he audibled out of a run for the entire second half. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. I choose to believe that. They're like the anti-Canucks. Like, they just dig themselves into too big of a hole to come back Speaking from. of, did you see what just happened? I heard about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a boy there. Thatcher with an absolute juicy rebound for Sebastian Ajo, of all people. Uh-oh. I heard. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> this is like, hey, we're going to have to talk about this pretty soon if, they, if these fucking morons keep doing this. I'll tell you that. I just don't understand why they're oh, scared of the third period. It's worse. Three one now. All right, now I gotta go watch this before my head explodes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>